0: As we approach Pentecost, our Lord tells us in this beautiful reading, how is, it, you know, how is it that the Holy Spirit will teach us everything and remind us of all that he told us? Part of that, of course, is that he entrusted to his church the theology and the working out of our Christianity over 2,000 years. We couldn't possibly have handled uh, even to understand parts of of what the doctrine of the Trinity and things like this. Uh, But it's also how we remember what God's will is so that we can uh, act in his name and be his friends. Part of it is being present to the Lord or letting him be present to us in this very moment that we live right now, which is eternity where time and heaven intersect. That is the present moment. But in order to react well to circumstances of life we have to uh uh be open to the spirit no matter how hard we prepare we god comes to us or life comes to us at right angles doesn't it we our church tries to be prepared for everything but we weren't prepared for the for the land uh, uh the imminent domain we had to we had to make a right turn and deal with it when it came up. And this is a, a metaphor for our whole lives. I think everything that happens to us jointly as a parish is really a parable for our lives if we have the wisdom to see it. I, I told this story during daily mass and I have to share it with you again. It rather fits this. My mother, I, my grandmother, called my mother because I was raised by my grandparents. We lived in Los Angeles for many years. She was afraid of freeways. My dad worked across town in Southgate. We lived in Westchester, and so we, he, she'd spend an hour and a half going down Firestone Boulevard and hitting 50 red lights to avoid the freeways, which in those days were quite, you know, open. And so uh, these days it's like, it's like a frog slowly boiling in hot water. But <laughs> she also wouldn't go through tunnels. There was one of those there right under the four runways of the airport. She'd drive 10 miles to avoid that tunnel the tunnel we called it. Um, anyway, she, she was um, if you can believe this, she had arthritic hands so as you approached a green light she would slow down to try to hit the red light so she could exercise her hands. Can you imagine the sins being committed behind her? I would have had word, I have I have words for anybody that does that to me. Um, let me put it this way: I've learned patience, but really, but still, I try to pass them, and you wonder what is going on with you, you know. But she she would do this. And it's just kind of an example of <laughs> I call it being victimized by somebody, but really, what it is is an opportunity to grow a little bit, and and. These sorts of small opportunities are everywhere in our lives. Some are large, like the land. Some are small, like my mother, and uh, and she's everywhere, you know. Uh, and it's this sort of thing is a metaphor for our lives. And our Lord wants us to understand that He is calling us to be His friends. He said, "I've told you everything." Well, we don't know everything. We're we won't know until the end of our lives what our real mission was in life, but it will occur with each individual circumstance that God asks us to live in in his will, and his will is expressed in the present moment. Last week, Saturday, we had about over 80 First Communions. With the 45 we had two weeks ago in the English community, that makes, I wasn't good at math, but about 125 First Communions, and the 80 and their families all went to confession the last six days, and believe me, you know, it was a lot of work, but it was, it was a, uh, a very gracious thing. You know, our Lord wants to build a home for us in heaven. He was a carpenter, after all, uh, by profession for probably almost um, 18 years, something like that. And he wants to build a home for us within us. Everything in this world will drop away. We're, we're renters here. Nobody owns anything. In X number of years, somebody else will live in your house. Other people will take this building for granted that many of us sacrifice to put up. As if we're always here, you see. We're renters ourselves here. And uh, our Lord uh, expresses to us, I want to build you an eternal home. When this body, which is rented, goes back to its 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 origins, he has a permanent body waiting for us, which we can't even imagine. And the home within us is going to be revealed to everyone, and it will be a mirror image of what is waiting for us in the next world. So the past is gone. If if there's something there we feel God needs to forgive us for, especially a deadly sin, something that is really... We go to reconciliation, and from then on, the Lord stands there because we can't forget, but he does. And he stands there in that thing that we did that we can't forget. And he says, I have forgiven you. You heard it. Don't, don't dwell here. Be at peace. In the future, we can't predict. It doesn't look too good. <laughs> I read the newspaper, but it's been that way ever since I was young. Any of you old enough to remember we were taught to hide under the desks for, for war? huh? See? We're, this is not the only generation that's had troubles. But our Lord said, I give you peace. It's not the piece of the world. What's the piece of the world? Get a lot of stuff. Get a lot of money. Get prestige. Get fame. Get your ducks in a row. For me, it means keep everything in the house in just the right place. Well, if you're married, that's, that doesn't happen. I can get away with it. But it's a false piece because then I put a dish in the, in the sink and see I'm already troubled. My heart is troubled because it's got to go in the dishwasher, right? You know. But anyway, that's a false piece It doesn't last. That's a lie. The world peddles a lie that you can buy your way into happiness. You can entertain yourself. Well, it comes to an end, and there's that empty feeling that we get, and we want more, right? And so the peace God gives us is that my house is getting in order. Uh, The trash is being cleaned out of the house. The Lord wants to dwell with me forever. He wants to sit at my family table. After all, we are his brothers and sisters by our baptism. He wants to tell us what life is really all about, so that we have a life of meaning and we can recognize the opportunities that God sends us every day. Whether it's being caught behind my mother, uh, or <laughs> which is trivial, or something very difficult in our lives. Um, somebody just I just got a text right before mass. I looked at it. Uh, somebody's child either didn't make first communion or first confession. A seven-year-old with cancer. See how hard that is for that family. I don't know who that is. Might be here, might be Spanish Mass. Gets you to thinking, doesn't it? And yet God has a purpose and a plan for all of our lives. Um, I'll finish with a story that happened to me. I, I think that the home that Christ is building for us, again, I picture... I, I see pictures on the wall. My, in my house, everything is significant. Reminds, pulls you back into a, into a very significant moment. That's what I try to do, uh, have meaning. And uh, it, it's, uh, it, to me, it's, it's just a cool thing to do. I think in heaven, those inflection points that you were really called to do, and it'll have a human face, no doubt, will be on the wall. And you wonder what they are, but they'll be three-dimensional, and you'll see the effect it had going forward in time. You might be very surprised. I had a a dinner in Tillamook. I was already living here, but I came back, and I I believe it was at the Pirates Cove, which is a really good place to eat up around Bay City or Rockaway, one of those two places. And uh, so there was another young priest there, uh, who I can't remember which one it was, and he came over to me and he said to me, you may remember that I was visiting the parish here and I asked you to talk and we went into the, into the reconciliation room, I mean, excuse me, into the adoration chapel, it wasn't confession. And, uh, and he said, uh, do you realize that because you talked to me for a half hour, I persevered in the seminary and here I am. And I said, I'm thinking to myself, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> I didn't remember him either. <laughs> I didn't remember him coming. I remember him, but not coming in here. And uh, you see, you have inflection points just like that. Isn't it cool? And we we don't even know what they are. But we can become aware that this person is for me. This situation is for me. Uh, It's incredible what God has in store for us. And he says, and if you love me, you're going to keep my word. And I'm going to remind you of that word. If you stay in eternity, where I am, I'm not in the future. I, God, let me put it this way: God is everywhere. He's in our past and in our future, but we're not. We are only capable of receiving grace in this present moment, like the Serenity Prayer. Just give me today what I can do. Saint Faustina, I keep this by my door as I go out. She said she was very troubled. She said I can only live hour to hour now. I can't get beyond it, or I get too troubled. It's very good advice. And the more we stay in the present moment, the more we move toward eternity. And there we find God reminding us of his word and the possibilities that are endless to make a difference in the lives of others and thus love Jesus in disguise.